For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. Live from the Gruber Law Office, one call, that's all studios at Radio City. This is Scalzo and Brust. Presented by Bud Light it's a party, baby. on 94.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. It's a party, baby. Woo! It's a party, baby. Juwan Winfrey for the Green Bay Packers. He gone. You want to know who else is gone? Ben Brost. He has left the studios as we prepare. Seriously, what was that, Joshy? I don't know, man. I don't think he realizes because, like, Ben does pretty well. I don't think he realizes, like, how much cooler it sounds if you don't talk about yourself in that way. Does self-deprecating I'm, humor register with him? No. And it makes me think that, like, uh, if I'm listening, I'm just thinking he's making all of that up. And he's trying to present it like, no, nah, I'm like the coolest guy ever. So we need to work with him on that, I think, a little bit. But right now it's time to play Are You Smarter Than Ben Brust? Those of you that say Ben Brust is an idiot, well, here's your chance to be proven right. It's time to play Are You Smarter Than Ben Brust? It is Are You Smarter Than Ben Brust? Today's contestant, Matthew in Madison. Matthew, welcome to Scalzo and Brust. Do you believe that you are smarter than Ben Brust? Matthew's in Waukesha. That was a typo on my part. Matthew in Waukesha. Do you believe you are smarter than Ben Brust? I do, Greg. All right, I like I like that confidence. Not too overstated, not too understated. Right on, Matthew. Here's where we're gonna find out. You're gonna have 15 questions to answer in 90 seconds, whichever comes first. Now, if you don't know the answer to a question, that's okay. Just say skip or pass. We then revisit that question after we get through the original 15. And if you get more correct answers than Ben Brust, you will win yourself a $25 Cousins gift card. Matthew Walkshaw, any questions? Or are you good to go? I'm good to go. All right, Matthew and Waukeshaan, are you smarter than Ben Brust? In three, two, one. How many years are marked by a bicentennial? Um, 200. How often are Nobel Prizes awarded? Every year. In how many centuries has America had presidents? Four. If you have halitosis, what do you have? Pass. In the Korean War, what side did the U.S. fight along with? Pass. Which is not a pure element, gold, silver, or steel? Steel. What are the largest two countries in North America? Um, Canada and the U.S. Name the only group of animals that produce milk to feed their young. Mammals. What's the next prime number after two? Seven. Five. 
How many kidneys do we have? Two. In what country can you see the Great Sphinx? Country, you said? Yes. Egypt. In what year was the U.S. Constitution written? 1776. Which piece in chess is the most important to defend from attack? Queen. What does low sodium mean on a food label? Counts if you get it. There's not a lot of salt. All right. Pretty solid performance there, I would say, Josh. Eight spot. I got a nine spot. Nine spot. Well done, Matthew. Good use of the pass right away. Very good use of the pass on a couple of these. We will see Ben Bruss saunter his way back in. Um... I don't think he's going to be very confident today coming in. I just get that sense. Yeah, yeah, I don't like it. Uh, his what? face. What? Not a lot of confidence. I saw it. You gave me a look here. You're not feeling very good. I can tell. You can be honest. You know, I'm not going to lie. There is a weird vibe going on between the three of us today. I think you're the weird vibe here, dude. Can I be honest about that? Don't dude me. You know. All right, what do I got to beat? Uh, it doesn't matter. You got to get as many as you possibly can. The over-under for you today is six and a half. We'll see if you can go over or under. Uh, ben Bruss, you know how the game works. 15 questions in 90 seconds. Whichever comes first. If you don't know the answer to a question, you are allowed to say skip or pass. We then revisit that question after we get through the original 15. If you fail to score as many correct answers as Matthew and Waukesha, he wins himself a $25 gift card to Cousin Subs. Any questions? Are you good to go? Let's do this. Ben Brust, having just cleaned out some gunk that have been in his teeth for days. This pretzel that I just had. In three, two, one. How many years are marked by a bicentennial? 10,000. How often are Nobel Prizes awarded? Uh, every four years. In how many centuries has America had presidents? Four. If you have halitosis, what do you have? Uh, an inability to see. In the Korean War, what side did the U.S. fight along with? The Koreans. Which is not a pure element, gold, silver, or steel? Um, steel. What are the two largest countries in North America? That would be Canada and USA. Name the only group of animals that produce milk to feed their young. Cows. What's wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what's, the next, what's the next prime number after two? Three. How many kidneys do we have? Two. In what country can you see the Great Sphinx? Russia. In what year was the U.S. Constitution written? 1776. Which piece in chess is the most important to defend from attack? The king. What does low sodium mean on a food label? The salt. Uh, name the force that slows down an object or stops it in motion. Inertia. Is that a four spot? He got six. He got oh! six? He did get six. That was an ugly six. Congratulations, ugly six. Matthew ugly Waukesha six. with a nine spot. You win yourself a $25 gift card to Cousin Subs. Uh, I got lost in the sauce. There was a couple that I just... I was You're, you've been lost in the sauce all day. 
Okay. Is that fair? Yeah, it's fair. 200 years for a bicentennial. Century, centennial, bi, two, 200 years. Um, Don't mansplain it to me. Kiddo. These are questions that a fifth grader would be able to answer, Ben. This entire game is me dude-splaining something to you, kiddo-splaining something to you, kid-splaining, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Nobel Prizes are awarded every year, not every four years. Uh, how many centuries has America had presidents? You nailed that with four. If you have halitosis, Ben, you should know this. You have bad breath. Uh, in the Korean Whoa, War... Why should I know this? In, <laughs> in the Korean War, uh, the U.S. fought along with South Korea. You did not clarify South Korea. I said Koreans. It was South Korea Korea versus North Korea. (laughs) They were all Koreans. Well, if you gave me those options, I would have known. Oh, you wouldn't have? Yeah, I wouldn't know they were not fighting with Kim Jong-un. Kim Jong-un. Do you want to try one more time or just give up? I think you're better off giving up. Yeah. All right, move on. Okay. Um, What is not a pure element, gold, silver, or steel? Uh, Steel is indeed not a pure element. United States and Canada are the two largest countries in North America. Mammals are the only group of animals that produce milk to feed their young. Uh, You know that more than just cows... I realized that I missed the mammals part of the question when I said cows. Human beings feed their young with milk? Cats. Dogs. Thank you, Josh. Goats. Sheep, yeah. chimpanzees. You guys done? I get it. I missed the word mammal. I mean, no, Lions. mammal was the answer. What was the question? Tigers, bears. Name the only group of animals that produce milk to feed their young. Yeah, I just, yeah. Okay, next. Cows. Uh, three is indeed the next prime number after two. Uh, you do have two kidneys. I did not think he was going to get that one. No. Um, Egypt, not Russia, is the country you could see the Great Sphinx. I don't know what it is, so I guess. How? How? <laughs> you can see the Great Pyramids from the Sphinx. <laughs> What's the Sphinx? Look it up. 1787 was the year the U.S. Constitution was written. Is that right, or is that a typo? That was what the the, the, the thing told me, the children's questions for kids. So either way, they both answered the same thing. 1776 is the Declaration of Independence. Correct. That's where the confusion has come in, which right. is a different... That is declaring independence. I guess the U.S. Constitution, yeah, 1787 makes sense. I would not have gotten that one. Uh, the king is the piece in chest that it's most important to defend from attack. Low sodium does indeed mean low I think you're reading salt. that one wrong, Greg. What? Oh, I typed it wrong. Four in a one. That's my repair. What's going on? Matthew and Waukesha actually gets 10. Uh-huh. Ben Brust actually has five. Yeah. So the margin of error was uh, was actually you lost by one more. And friction is the uh, name of the force that slows down an object or stops its motion. Ben Brust and friction. Very good friends. Woo! Stop taking me out like that. That was not taking you out. That was technically a compliment. I'm saying you get laid a lot. Oh, I didn't, uh, see, even when you compliment me, compliment me, I don't know. But if I do, it's because I served the lady friend screaming Sicilian pizza. That's how. That's how, folks. That's the tie-in after that to screaming. It's you, so you screaming went, good. You went, to that, you went to that. You couldn't tie in the screaming to anything Woo! else. It's so screaming good. That's I, screaming Sicilian pizza with that whole so milk much. mozzarella cheese and that secret tomato recipe sauce and... 
all the toppings you can ever imagine on a pizza. The Bessie's Revenge is the cheese special. The Holy Pepperoni is uh, also delicious. My favorite, the Mambo Italiano. Mambo! <laughs> Wake up, Joshy. Tons of great, delicious, screaming Sicilian pizzas. Find your screaming pleasure where I find it in your local grocer's freezer. Jason Wildey joins us next to talk all things Packers as cut day occurs today. Will Aaron Rodgers be upset about the cutting of Jawan Winfrey? We'll talk about it with Jason Wildey next. It's Galzo and Bros presented by the world's greatest beer. You already know Bud Light. You're listening to Bud Light, Scalzo, and Brust. So that was the last full book you read? Oh, 1,000%, yes. In high school, you believe? Yes, so that would have been 20, 20, uh, 2010 when I graduated. So 10 years ago. 10 it's years ago. It's been a decade since you read a full book. I'm starting to realize that people read books. Subscribe and listen to full show podcasts available free on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Greg Scalzo, you the Scalzo and Bros family from sea to shining sea. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi. On Twitter at Scalzo and Bros. Calling us, texting us 800-990-3776. You can keep the text coming in. However, we're joined by our friend, our teammate. You hear him every day, 9 to noon across these very stations. He even 1430 ESPN Beaver Dam, home of the Golden Beavers. God bless Dodge County. Jason Wildy joins us now on Cut Day. And it seems like the story of the day today, Jason, uh, is Juwan Winfrey being uh, part of those cuts. To me, he's only a story because he was mentioned by Aaron Rodgers uh, throughout this offseason, or I should say training camp. Uh, any concern at all that this is going to rub Aaron the wrong way, or is this a different situation than the famous Jake Kumarow sitch that we uh, all lived through? Did you just call it a sitch? I did. He did. Shorten that one up for you. I appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate you with the letter U instead of Y-O-U. Um, Efficiency. Yeah, I, I can't imagine... I mean, I guess I can, but I can't imagine after all that they have been through and how buddy-buddy they are and everything else that uh, Rodgers didn't get a heads up that they were doing this and Goody explained why. And The question, which I think you're driving at, is if Rodgers made some sort of impassioned uh, case for keeping Juwan Winfrey and Goody listened and then didn't do what he said, uh, or what he wanted, then how does that play out with him? And, and um, I suppose it's possible that he didn't talk to him at all, but I, I, I again, find that very hard to believe. So w- what happens next? Well, you know, first of all, the question is if Juwan Winfrey gets claimed, right, because then they lose him. Um, I know Jim Rutledge, our resident Bears fan at ESPN Madison, is of the belief that the Bears will claim him because Luke Getzey is the offensive coordinator. He's coached wide receivers and quarterbacks in Green Bay. He's in charge of the passing game last year. Uh, if that happens, then Rodgers is probably going to be feeling a little kumaroey. Um, if not, and Winfrey goes through waivers and the Packers are able to put him on the practice squad, 
which then allows him to actually play in some games if they promote him on game day, then, you know, no harm, no foul, I guess, to some degree. But, yeah, it'll be interesting. I don't know when Rodgers will talk this week. I know we'll be back uh, at practice tomorrow for a day, and then the players have Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. Um, we'll have to wait and see. But somebody's, I'm sure, going to ask, depending on how things play out with Winfrey, uh, if he was part of the conversation and if uh, Goody did uh, listen to his recommendation or not. Jason, who do you think has the opportunity to, if not claimed, to land on the practice squad and potentially make an impact for the Green Bay Packers in 2022, similar to like an Alan Lazard when he was once with the, with the practice squad? Yeah, and, and you know, I still can't believe that a guy that Goody would not admit he should have never cut um, is now their number one wide receiver. Like, he exposed them to the waiver wire, and now he's their number one wide out, which blows me away. Um, you know, I think, first of all, the Packers have not announced all of their cuts. Like, credit where credit is due. Matt Schneidman and Bill Huber and a few others have done a great job of getting agents to give them the various cuts. I have not spent my afternoon doing that. But there's still, I think Bill has 23 of the 25 moves. Uh, there's still question about uh, Patrick Taylor. Did they keep him as the third running back? Or are they going to go with no third running back at all and just do some promotions from the practice squad as need be on game day? So we don't know for certain what the initial 53 is. Uh, but I think Jack Heflin would be one who they would love to have back on the practice squad if he doesn't get claimed, and they'd like to have him back on the roster again. Uh, if you remember Chris Barnes, uh, who started a ton of games the last two years at inside linebacker, he got cut in 2020. There hadn't been any preseason games, so the Packers felt fairly confident that since no one had seen him, no one would claim him. Uh, and then he went through waivers, and he went from being cut on the final cutdown to starting on Sunday at inside linebacker, uh, which was crazy to me. So there's certainly going to be opportunities, but yeah, let's we're going to have to wait and see who gets through to the practice squad tomorrow uh, before I can make any really good predictions as far as that goes. Talking Packers with Jason Wilde here on Scalzo and Rust across ESPN Wisconsin. The Packers linked uh, as interested in a wide receiver who was traded once again, that being LaVisca Chenault uh, from the Jacksonville Jaguars. He is now a Carolina Panther. The Packers continuously get linked to people they are interested in or in on, but never seem to land any of these trade targets. Why is that? Um, I, I, I have a theory, but I don't know this for certain. I would love to hear your theory. Uh, I think they want to pay bargain basement prices when they trade for people. And so it's easy to... and, and now, Goody would also tell you uh, that he thinks that these quote-unquote linkings uh, also are, they call and inquire about a guy, and um, that is considered to be sh having shown interest where he would argue that it's just due diligence. But I think, at least in some of these cases, it is, uh, hey, we'd be willing to give you a fifth rounder for him. 
and the asking price is like a second rounder. And they say, no, that's okay. Thanks for calling. Uh, and then they move on to another team that's willing to pay a higher price. Jason, is this team ready for week one? Like, like no. we're, 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 like we're getting to the point where we can finally start talking about Packers-Vikings. You don't feel good about week one? Uh, I don't. I don't feel good about their offense. And if their defense is as good as Brett Favre and Mina Kimes and some other folks think, then they're fine. You know, they'll they'll their defense will be good enough for them to uh, to win games even when their offense isn't productive. I just and look, I haven't been at Vikings camp, so I have no idea how good their uh, offense is. But I know they've got a new coach who coached with the Rams, who's a really smart guy. They've got uh, a quarterback in Kirk Cousins, who while he's not outstanding, uh, isn't bad. And they've got some really good weapons in Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen and their tight end. And and so my um, my feeling is is that the Vikings are going to be able to put up some points. And I'm skeptical on whether the Packers will be able to. Sounds like he might not be a fan of your under 48 points for week one, Benny. Uh-huh. Or the Packers won't score at all and it still could go under 48. Well, I know Sadie's not a big fan of what I just said, but I don't know about you guys. Jason, what isn't being talked about heading into this Packer season that should be being talked about? Mason Crosby's leg. Um, you know, it, they, they cut uh, Ramiz Ahmed, which would indicate uh, that they are going to be activating uh, Crosby off the PUP list. Uh, again, that has not been announced. I'm not distracted. I mean, the dog's barking, but I'm I'm uh, I keep refreshing my email. It's 5:30, and the Packers still haven't announced the cuts. It I just mean, hit 5:30 on the clock here, and it's like the it's, most official world clock in the world. So maybe now it, it comes. Might in. not be. You have no idea. My computer and that clock hit the same time, so these two are are on it. So maybe you got it now, Jason. Yeah, and no, I don't have it, and it was. It, the cuts were at three. I mean, again, uh, some people have done all kinds of great reporting, and they deserve credit for that. I just don't understand why two and a half hours after the deadline, we still can't say, okay, Mason Crosby has officially been activated off the PUP. Who do you need me uh, to email? You what? Who do you need me to email? Um, I'm not going to get you involved. Ah, I, I get Quite stuff right. done. Uh, sometimes, but my point is is that I I think we can say fairly confidently that they're activating Crosby, even though we don't have official word. And uh, he had he's thirty seven, thirty eight years old. He turns thirty eight, I think, uh, this week. Um, that's a that should be more of a concern than it probably is. He's coming off of a season where we chalked up his struggles to problems with the operation, um, and he's not getting any younger. And so the hope would be that they fixed the operation and thus they fixed him. But when you have surgery and you're at that age and you've been kicking for a long time, um, we're not talking about his age or any concerns that they may have about him. And we probably should be talking about it. 
What are things going to be like with Aaron Rodgers this year after all of the conversation this offseason? I mean, when it comes down to football and, and, and you guys are in front of him in the locker room, is it different than it used to be? Because I remember being in the locker room and he was, he was buddies with a lot of the people covering the team. It seems like some of those bridges have been burned. What's that going to be like this year? Well, it was fine um, until, like, Saturday. And then, then he's... <laughs> Obviously, kind of taking a victory lap on how he duped us and how we didn't do our jobs. Um, and as you guys may have heard on our show, um, inaccurately depicting my follow-up question, which did not make me happy. But look, the bottom line is is that when we're talking football, we're talking football, and um, their, their history is littered with players that didn't like the media and uh, players that the media didn't like or didn't get along with, or thought they were jerks, or whatever. Um, You guys know this. Um, Despite my comments yesterday on our show, I'm still going to approach this professionally. I have been all camp. Um, I ask questions in the group, and then I walk away from the group. I don't hang out by his locker for small talk like I used to, or anything like that. But um, if I have a question about the wide receivers, I'm going to ask him about it. Uh, if I have a question about the offense, I'm going to ask him about it. So, you know, uh, on a personal level, it might be different, but on a professional level, I think all of us will take the same approach that we should all take, which is, all right, I'm going to be professional and ask professional questions, but um, probably not going to have the same kind of small talk conversations that I have before. I, I will say this. There, there have been throughout camp lots of people that have come over to his locker and chatted him up. Um, I have not done that, but I've seen almost every other reporter do it. So um, maybe they don't. Uh, again, this was before Saturday when he said there were about a dozen of us who, uh, what was it, betrayed him or were allies and uh, turned on him. But um, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't know what to expect from others. I can just tell you that um, my approach is not going to change from what it's been all camp. Well, we like you, Jason, and we like talking to you and look forward to continuing to doing so every week uh, throughout this Packers season. So thank you, as always, for the time, and we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, the, dog, the dogs had missed uh, the opportunities to bark during your show, so they were they were happy to be able to do that today, too. I will say the, right, the, the midday 11 to noon, they seem to be a lot more active barking here than yeah. late in the afternoon. A little, little, time, uh, a little nap time they, right they, now. Mail, yeah. mail delivery would be during your my appearances mm. with you then. I don't know. I think there was a dog walking by the house. That's why we barked. Sorry. So. Shout out to sorry, Sadie. Sorry, sorry for them to distract you. Uh, take care. Be good. Thank you, Jason. And I think Sadie probably contributed as much as Ben has so far during the show. So, uh, Whoa. I know. I just I was trying to make a fun dog joke there. I thought it was pretty good. Whoa. You're doing great. Ruff, ruff. Do I need a layover and you have you pet my belly right now? Jeez. That's, that's a little bit aggressive now. Uh, we will continue. the most action you've had in months, huh? Dang! You're both coming at me now. We will continue talking cut day. We'll continue talking Packers and react to some of the information, some of the uh, things that Jason had mentioned. Are you worried at all about the start of the season? Uh, Jason's clearly worried about the offense. Are you? 800-990-3776. We'll hit it next. It's Galso and Russ presented by Bud Light. You're listening to Bud Light, Scalzo and Rust. They're lying. Raisins suck. 
Raisins suck. We know that people like raisins. No, they don't. Because raisins are sold and people buy them. They spend their money on raisins. No, oh. it's big grape. They got to get rid of those extra, those extra did, grapes. Did you know that a raisin originated <laughs> as a grape? Yeah. Okay. It's part of the wine family. <laughs> Subscribe and listen to full show podcasts available free on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Wisconsin, he's Ben Brust. I'm Greg Scalzo. Jawan Winfrey no longer a Green Bay Packer. Mason Crosby going to be kicking for the Packers week one. Jason Wildey talking about how he doesn't anticipate much from the Packers offense to start the season. And you could hear the fear in his voice. And I don't think fear is the right word, but maybe the concern in his voice over how this Packers team is going to jump out of the gate. If anybody remembers last year, woof! It was not pretty. He is Ben Brust. I'm Greg Scalzo. You, the Scalzo and Brust family, calling, texting 800-990-3776. Again, 800-990-3776. The number to get in to the show. Ben Brust, when you hear that as somebody who, uh, I don't know, 45 minutes ago was confident as ever that Aaron Rodgers was going to figure it all out, are you nervous at all about the beginning of the season? We split the court, we split the season up into four quarters, right? You, yeah, I'm with you. Four four game quarters. Uh, what do you think the which, Packers? Which will... quarter has five games with 17 games? Well, I don't count the first game. I treat that like it's a preseason game. Okay, that's so fair. The Vikings game. So. But let, let's pretend, just for the sake, let me get through the question here. The first four games of this Packers season, what will be the record? Two and two. Any analysis to go along with that? Or are you merely just, okay, two and two, 800-990-3776 through the first four games during this Packers season. What will be their record? Josh, you put it on the poll on Twitter, at Scalzo and Brust. Uh, call us, Texas, 800-990-3776. Get 800-990-3776. Was it the big sigh with the... Uh, it was you about to check the schedule and then just being like, you know what? I'm just going to respond uh, to uh, two numbers that add up to four, and it came out to two and two. Well, I mean, I I know the schedule. I mean, I've memorized it at this point. I I really do think uh, they do go two and two. They're going to have a tough time against the Vikings, but that's not because that they can't figure out. If you're going to go in the four-quarter phase, look, the pup situation with David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins, obviously it was great to get Elton Jenkins off the pup list and you know moving everyone closer to being a part of the offensive line that we know if one of those guys comes back and inserts them into the offensive line, it just makes it that much more comfortable for Aaron Rodgers and this offense um, to just be able to do what they've been doing from the last two years in terms of a foundation. But that is a question mark. And if the uh, we had Andy North, two-time U.S. Open champion, friend of Aaron Rodgers, talk about, hey, they got to be able to figure out the offensive line. That's I would even say it's a bigger question mark to me than Aaron Rodgers figuring out with the wide receivers. And so... 
I look at two and two. You drop one of the Vikings. You drop one of the Buccaneers. Take care of the Patriots. Take care of the Bears. 800-990-3776. Yeah, I think that that... um, I'm not as worried about the Patriots at home. I think the Patriots are experiencing a lot of the same issues that the Packers are offensively in terms of what does that overall team look like. Um, the At Minnesota has me concerned. Here's what I'm worried about. I'm ultimately worried that this Packers team is going to go to Minnesota and get stomped on at U.S. Bank Stadium. And much like last year, that's going to throw uh, people into a panic, as it was last year when the Packers went not to New Orleans, but to Tampa Bay That's on right, a neutral, neutral field, and got stomped by Jameis Winston and the New Orleans Saints. And all of a sudden, it was like, oh crap, what just happened? Uh, I think you have to look at it and say the Bears is an automatic win, Sunday Night Football. Hopefully by week three, the Packers will be in good enough shape to be able to win on the road, but that's against one of the best in the NFC and the Buccaneers. Uh, I see, I, I do see two and two, but I see three and one as possible, and I think that I would would feel better about that September 25th game in Tampa than it would the September 11th game uh, against Minnesota. I just, there's something about this team that feels a little bit too lax right now. And I know everyone's talking about the chemistry and how great the locker room is and all of these things. And, and that's awesome to hear. But it does feel like they're a few weeks behind from a health standpoint, um, from a, uh, a, a same page standpoint. It just feels like they're a little bit behind. So my message to Packers fans is if September 11th looks bad, it, it's okay. It's going to look bad Don't forever. R-E-L-A-X. No, it's not going to look bad forever. September 11th was a bad day in U.S. history. You did a horrible job. of. I don't know if you're trying to make a joke or what you were trying to tie together there, but whatever it was. It bombed. (laughs) (laughs) Josh, you can't pretend you're going to hit a sounder and then just not. Didn't know what to do there. <laughs> it's fair, but you it looked me—you looked me square in the eye. It left me, it, it left you, me in disbelief. And you put your arm out to hit a sounder, and you didn't hit it. I didn't know what to do. No, nobody does. Nobody does. Let me I give you the stat do. hero of the day. Stop for the stat hero of the day. <laughs> Catch up on the best of the best from the top performers in sports. It's the stat hero of the day on Scalzo and Brust. Win day in and day out with Stat Hero. Download the app or sign up at StatHero.com and use promo code Ben for a hundred percent deposit match. Oh, I got to pick up going tonight, boys, but I do got to give a shout-out to Greg Scalzo because he did call Garrett Mitchell as the stat hero of the day. I know Keston Hira hit the bomb to go up 7-5 and walk it off, but Keston Hira, even in his post-game interview, talked about how Garrett Mitchell was the story. And so shout-out to Greg Scalzo. But that being said... Did you listen to me? Uh, no, you went Kutch Daddy. I did, and he did not deliver. But it's a new day, and that's why I love Stat Hero, because I can just keep on fighting back, baby, and I'm fighting back again. Oh, man. Give me Hunter Renfro. I'm feeling it. Hunter Renfro has been maybe one of the best moves David Stearns has ever made. A old Jackie Bradley Jr. who didn't work out for the Brewers when they got it from the Red Sox, he shipped him back for a good Hunter Renfro who's had a pretty good August and a good late August. I like Hunter Renfro tonight as my stat hero of the day as the Brewers going to make it four straight. They're making it four straight. The vibes are there. Joshy thought they lost the clubhouse. The clubhouse is back. 
800-990-3776. Again, 800-990-3776. Packers' first four games. What's going to be the record? We'll open up the phone lines. We'll get to you uh, coming up next here on Scalzo and Bruss. But first, Ben has to tell you more about Stat Hero. Use promo code BEN. You get a 100% deposit match. Promo code Ben, 100% deposit match. You win two to five, four more times often than other daily fantasy, and they post lineups for you to face not against Vegas lines, but against Stat Hero. And that's what's fun. You're not going against uh, hundreds of other people. It's you, your lineup against Stat Hero. And that's why I like to pick them that I got going tonight. I got to ch- check my lineup, use the salary cap, figure out in uh, in the head-to-head as well where I want to have my guys and where I want to have my money. Download Stat Hero, promo code Ben, 100% deposit match, getting that Survivor $50,000 contest. It is amazing. Packers, what kind of start will it be to the season? We'll hit it next. Scalzo and Brust, presented by Bud Light. You're listening to Bud Light, Scalzo and Brust. You ready for the next question? Yeah. For my brain? All right. So, like, they lay eggs. How do they, like, get impregnated? Subscribe to the Scalzo and Brust podcast free on the Wisconsin On Demand app and wherever you get your podcasts. Have you ever been close to tragedy or close to folks who have? Have you ever felt the pain so powerful, so heavy you collapse? Scalzo and Brust presented as always by the world's greatest beer, America's favorite light lager since 1982. That's right, Bud Light. Light, crisp, and refreshing. An ice-cold Bud Light is waiting for you. Not only that, an ice-cold Bud Light and an ice-cold Bud Light seltzer want you to win the ultimate Wisconsin sports fan weekend. Here's what that entails. You and a guest can enjoy Friday night baseball in Milwaukee, a football Saturday in Madison, and a Sunday night with the green and gold. All you got to do is scan the QR code to enter to win an amazing sports fan experience, including transportation, lodging, tailgating, and Ticket King gift cards. Where can you find the QR code? That's the big question. In Milwaukee, stop by Mecca, Bullwinkles, J&B's, and DJ's Goalpost in Madison. Go to Pooley's, Jordan's Big Ten Pub, Tanner's Draft House. That's where you can find the QR code. Scan it. Win it. It's the ultimate Wisconsin sports fan weekend from Bud Light and Bud Light Seltzer. He is Ben Brust. I'm Greg Scalzo. You, the Scalzo and Brust family, calling, texting 800-990-3776. Twitter, at Scalzo and Brust. There we have a poll posted asking you after uh, Jason Wilde joined us earlier. If you missed it, you can check it out. Wisconsin On Demand, wherever you listen to podcasts. Download and subscribe to the Scalzo and Brust podcast. Maybe you'll wake up with something under your pillow tonight. Who knows? Um, what will the Packers' record be through the first four games? Ben Bruss said two and two. The Scalzo and Bruss family says three and one. Forty-four percent land there. Thirty-two percent are with Ben Bruss. Eight percent are at one and three, which is where Josh Maju is. And sixteen percent say four and zero. Oh. So Ben Bruss not as positive as he thought. That you he said was. two and two as well. I said three and one. You said two and two, possibly three and one. What did I vote, Ben? All right, you voted three and one, but your words were not as I was talking it through. Defiant. I'm voting three and one. I was trying to be nice to you because you claim that I'm too mean to you, so I didn't want to bury you and thinking, oh, this team's going to be good. They'll figure it out. Last year, it took them one week to figure it out. Again, different circumstances. I will caution you. I think that 
the 11th could be pretty ugly. I think the season opener at Minnesota might be a little goofy, especially because it is a rival. It would hurt that much worse. Now, Minnesota does have a brand new head coach, so they're learning a new offensive system, but this is a head coach that actually cares about offense and actually cares about passing the ball, which means that that offense could be even better, and they do have some of the best weapons in the league surrounding a competent quarterback in Kirk Cousins, albeit not a great quarterback, but a competent quarterback in Kirk Cousins. So do not fear, Packers fans. If the Packers get off to a slow start, it will turn and they will come around. So I ask you this as we are on the Packers-Vikings conversation, which we will be on that conversation for a while now as we get closer to week one of the NFL. You bet the Packers against the spread usually every single game. Are you continuing to do that? Uh, you're saying I bet on the Packers yes. against the spread. Um, I don't know. It's not something I do hard and fast. I've bet against the Packers on the spread uh, a couple of times over the last few seasons. Really? I thought it was. I thought it was you or I'm all in because they've been no. a, they've been a great bet against the spread they, for the past three years. They really have been. I think they continue to be undervalued. But the fact that they're road favorites, a point and a half road favorites at Minnesota, it makes me think that they're starting to. And this is what always happens, right? Everybody's slow to react, slow to react, slow to react, and then by the time they react, it, it might be a little bit too late. Like I wonder if the Packers will end up being overvalued on a game-by-game basis this year. Um, but we'll see. Like I, I don't feel great. I would not take the Packers giving points at Minnesota on the 11th. I wouldn't either. Just, again, it's not, it's not even that it's a division game. It's, it's the only team in the division that has the potential capabilities of giving them a run for their money in the NFC North. That and, is true. And so, it, the, like, you, don't, you really don't want the... the week one against the Saints to happen especially because this is a divisional game but I, I'm with you, it, it is a little scary with the unknowns. The Packers storylines continue today, however tomorrow I do want to turn our attention to the Badgers, they open up their season coming up on Saturday we'll both be in Madison, what will Graham Mertz be? We'll hit that tomorrow uh, Spain and Fitz coming up next across ESPN Wisconsin